de Global Latin Factor Podcast. Welcome, welcome, you and all, to another episode of the Global Latin Factor Podcast, where we talk about Latino everything. That's right. And today, with no exception, we bring you some amazing Latinos. But again, before we get to that business, subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the channel. Yeah. Give us a like. Wherever you listen to it, we distribute the podcast all over. So wherever you're at, hit us up. Let us know how we're doing. Feedback. Welcome. And we'll take care of it. and Make this product a whole lot better for you to enjoy and share with your loved ones. If you do, if you are a subscriber already and if you are enjoying the episodes that we're putting out, then like Melissa, our previous guest, she uh, shared a video which hit hit home. Uh, I felt it and I appreciate it. So let us know how we doing and we're going to continue putting. We are trying to get our goal to 1000 subscribers because that opens up more opportunities for us to even expand the podcast and bring even more so you can be entertained all the time. Without having to go anywhere, but come to this beautiful place right here and learn about different Latinos, culture, food, dancing, you name it. We got it. Got it. Thank you. Now, before we move on to our first Latina that we're going to be talking about, let's talk about being a kind person in general. It's just something that I wanted to talk about because it doesn't really cost a lot to be a kind person. Even though we do make our own perception, there is a few times where people do some weird stuff that it is not the nicest thing. But it really doesn't cost anything to be the nice person. Without putting you in like a harmful situation or anything like that, it really doesn't cost anything to help lend a hand to anybody whenever possible, whenever you can. I think that stuff gets paid for later on. And uh Yeah. You'll be you'll be most likely rewarded one time or another with uh, whenever you are in in a time of need. And uh, even though you didn't want to, it it will be It's just by default that it happens sometimes. So, yeah, it doesn't cost anything to be a a kind person. So work on that today. And uh, yeah, let's make this place a better place. Now. Here we go. I say now a lot. I'm going to stop that. I'm going to work on that. But you have to subscribe and let me know that I said it again. Count. I want you to count. If you're watching this episode, I want you to count how many times I say that word. I'm not going to say that word. Okay. We have. We have. We have. Uh, I say okay too a lot. That's another one. So now and okay. All right. Two words. Got it. Becky G. Rebecca Marie Gomez. And Rebecca is spelled with two B's. So it's. R-E-B-B-E-C-A. That's how she spells Rebecca. Becky G. Get it? Rebecca Gomez. Born March 2nd in 1997. Known as professional name, as I mentioned earlier, Becky G. She's an American songwriter, singer, and actress. First was She first got recognition back in 2011 when she was doing covers. And some people started getting notice of her. She was uh, born in... Has, she likes to say it, Inglewood, yeah, California, A. She's the daughter. She's the first daughter. When she was nine and ten years old, roughly, she wanted to dance and she wanted to act. So even at the young, early age, she already knew what she wanted to do, 
and she took action to make sure she made it happen. It seems that her, because I've seen different videos about it, but it seems that they might have been affected by the housing crisis. Uh, they were either they lost their house or something happened, and they had to move to their grandparents' garage and leave leave live in the garage uh, for a certain amount of time. Uh, because again, things didn't work out. Now, in I don't know the time frame of this happened, but I know in two thousand and eight, the housing crisis happened. And it makes a lot of sense now if you're going through a process of buying a home that the things that are put in place, right? Because I don't know her situation, right? But it almost made me believe that it might have been a loan that it wasn't the best loan possible, that it changes month to month depending. And that happened a lot in 2008. Like lenders were giving loans to a lot of people that, didn't have to have a loan yet for not that they didn't deserve it, but certain things that you are able to tell to know if somebody is going to be able to make the payments. And and it all makes sense, right? It's not nothing against anybody of, of not making your dreams happen, but it has to make sense in order for you to be able to tell that you are able to, to make the payment for the mortgage. And whenever they're giving loans away and the rate, the interest rate is going to fluctuate month to month and you're giving a verbal, verbal income, like your verbal amount that you're saying, but it's really not what you're taking in home. Then whenever your payment changes, then and you're not able to make the payment. Then, then a lot of people, when I'm able to make the payment and that's one of the reasons why. And then there was all this stuff going on, but one of the ones that I know personally that I know a person that happened to, and then I just in general, uh, knowing about the mortgage industry, things happen like that. So if you're going through buying a, a home or refinancing, there's a certain reason why they put this play, uh, these things in place because people were not following the, the law or not being kind, and they were putting people in bad situations because they wanted to benefit themselves. You know, and you know what's crazy? Not a lot of people went to jail for that. They got fines and a slap in the wrist. What other people lost their homes and they had to start over, maybe even homeless. I don't think it's very fair, but that's just what happens. Yes. So unfortunate. Fun fact about her. And she didn't get her license since she was 20 years old. And the only reason why she got her license was because... She was going to go drive to a movie. They needed her to be able to drive for a movie. So she got her license at about 20 years old, if I'm not mistaken. She's been on Empire as Valentina. Hey, what's up, Tokaya? Valentin, Valentina, I see you. Trini, the yellow Power Ranger, the first LGBTQ character. And uh, also one of her videos uh, so one of her videos that she did, it got caught attention from one of the, this producer is Dr. Luke. If you don't know who that is, Google that guy. He is in the music industry. He has worked with various huge artists, you know, and with that, they were able to uh, come up with a deal with Kamasabi Records and RCA, and they work with her, with her and she was able to work with Will I Am. Cody Simpson and Cher Lloyd. Now, 
Her first official debut single was Becky from the Block. Get it? Becky from the Block. Guess who was somebody that made a cameo for that song? J-Lo. You can tell Jenny from the Block, Becky from the Block. She kind of liked her. She kind of like got paying homage to the song. So she did her own version of it. And J-Lo did a cameo on it. So cool, right? She released her debut extended play, Play Again, in 2013. Later, she, her second single was Can't Get Enough in 2014, where it featured guest vocals for, from our previous, uh, our previous one, uh, Pitbull. <laughs> and, uh, it landed in the Latin Rhythm Airplay charts in the United States. Now, in July 2017, she released her single, Drum Bro. This is where y'all gonna start to get to know who she was. Mayores with who? Bad Bunny, that's right. Which topped the charts and in Spain, Ecuador, Chile, El Salvador, and of course, I'm pretty sure here in the US as well. Again, while reaching number three on the Billboard Hot Latin Song charts. What I'm talking about, the global, global Latin factor. Makes sense, right? Makes sense. She is uh, Mexican-American, by the way. I didn't mention that, but she is. Now, her success led to collaborations with some of the artists they already established, such as Daddy Yankee, French Montana, and David Gutter. Now, another song, now, another song that I know has billions of some of this Videos that she has on YouTube, it, have, it has billions of views. Not millions, billions. Like at least minimum a billion. But a billion views on YouTube is a lot of views. It's a lot of views. There's a lot of people replaying the song. And wow, it's just crazy. So 2018, she released another song with Dominican singer Nari Natasha. You know the song, Sin Pijamas, which also answered into the top five of the hot Latin songs peaked at number one in Spain and the top 10 in several countries in July of 2008. She also released Suited featuring French Montana, uh, Farruko as the first English language song in three years. On September 27, she was featured on the song Chicken Noodle Soup remix with South Korea rapper and dancer Jake hope of bts oh yeah so there you have it that is becky g now you know the reason why her name's becky g and if you didn't know now you know and a fun fact 20 years old when she got her license how old were you when you got your license huh tell me in the comments let me know i was 15 no i was 16 that was back in the days when they give, let you get your license when you were younger. Because we were all mature back in the days. Okay. Now, moving on to the next one that we didn't talk about. And I got ahead of myself, but now we're going to talk about them. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? 
Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. This is the gentleman named Armando Cristian Perez, a.k.a. Pitbull, a.k.a. Mr. 305, Mr. Worldwide. You know the guy, bilingual rapper, singer, songwriter, brand ambassador, businessman, philanthropist, and producer. Pitbull. One of my favorite lines that I like about him is that the one that he has, like, like, me not working hard yeah all right picture me with a kodak or better yet go to times square and take a picture of me with a kodak took my life from a negative to a positive and then you know it goes on and i just like i don't know it's just uh so when he was younger his mom when he was riding in the car his mom used to put a lot of motivation to tapes all the time and he always wanted to change it and put something else. But she was like, no, don't touch. Never touch a Latina's mom radio. Never touch a Latina's mom radio. He's like, uh. So he'll just, he'll be just be playing on the background, right? All the time. And if you think about all the things that he's doing recently, if you know about him, if you keep up with him, if you're a fan of him, of all the things, it only makes sense that even though he didn't want to listen to all the stuff was getting in his head of motivation, of becoming better on this and that and, you know, growing and he only makes sense, right? That he is in the path that he is for the same reason that he, his mom was playing all this stuff back in the days. Okay. So Pitbull was born to Cuban expatriates in Miami. And uh, if it wasn't for his parents, he would not have been connected to his Cuban roots. And uh, he, one of the individuals, which is a poet and a hero to Cuba is Jose Marti. And one of the ones when he was smaller, he can actually recite some of the poets in Spanish for that gentleman. And that's how his family got him connected to to the roots. Growing up, he was also influenced by Miami bass, genre pop music. And he was also he liked Celia Cruz and Willie Chirino as one of the inspiration for his music. And you can hear it whenever some of the songs come on, certain things that he said or certain vibes, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I see what he's talking about. So his parents separated, but mostly he was raised with his mom. And later on, he spent some time at a foster home in Roswell, Georgia. Now, he attended South Miami Senior School before graduating from Miami Coral Park High School, where he focused on his career in rapping. That's when he started getting into rapping. Now, two events that made him change his life. One of them was he was strapping a gun under a car. And his dad happened to walk, even though him and his dad were not super close. He happened to walk and saw him like, what are you doing? And he tried to just, you know, make an excuse. But his dad didn't really give him a talk. He just said, look, you know, you do what you do. But at the end of the day, you there's consequences to what you're going to do. So, you know, you know what's going to happen. And another one is that 
he almost so back in the days he might have might or might not move some work aka narcotics and one of his customers almost died of an overdose so that or he almost got killed from the product because he was stumped it. no he wasn't an overdose my apologies correction so he almost killed the customer because he used to they used to back in the day stump the drugs and something happened and he one of the customers almost didn't make it and those some of the events that made him want to change uh, the way that he was moving because it wasn't going to lead him to places that he needed to, and I, I i don't know i mean again i know his life wasn't like you know white picket fence beautiful house two parents so he had to do some things to get by at that time that were felt like the things to do uh but those events like got on his head to be like man i need to make some changes because otherwise i'm just not gonna not gonna make it i don't want to end up in jail or something else so you know he decided to change his way the reason why he chose the name pitbull is because he said to whenever like as far as the pit bulls when they lock into you they're like they don't let go like they just grab on they're just too he call it stupid to let go and uh you know they were outlawing in day county at the time that's how he felt and uh yeah they always constantly like it's in there back in the days now no more i think they bred them bred the aggression out of the dogs but back in the days they used to you know you've seen in the news they used to have them fighting and different things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the reason why he, at that time, he felt like in, in the mentality of that, he needed to have that in order to survive. And that's one of the things that he related to as far as the way that the Pitbulls were back in the days that they were outlawed, first of all, in Day County. And they basically would not ever stop fighting, you know. So that's the reason. Now. After meeting with Little John in Miami, Pitbull was featured in Little John and the Eastside Boys, Boys album, King of Crunk, in 2002. And Pitbull's song, Oh Yeah, was also featured on the soundtrack for the film, Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, in the following year. And, you know, of course, he released several mixtapes. Uh, if you into, if you are really a fan and if you are in tune with some of the work he did, you remember. Now. The city of Miami honored Pitbull with the keys to the city in 2009, August 19th. Now, I remember El Mariel is one of the albums, the projects he released. And I remember buying that, like a, a CD still. And it was freaking awesome. <laughs> it, was only a, it was only a handful of CDs that I actually bought. And I'm going to... I'm not going to myself, incriminate myself that I might have downloaded, not downloaded <clears throat> music back in uh, some websites that they used to have available for free. However, if I did buy an album, it was a particular artist that I really like, and I really enjoyed the way that he did his things, and I, I wanted to, to, to get the CD. And, yeah, I got the CD El Maria Lat don't know where it's at. I might still have it, but that's one of the ones that I bought, and it was uh, it was pretty good for me. I I enjoy I enjoy the songs that that it had. In June 2014, it was announced that people will be receiving a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame too. So he also has a star. 
Pitbull has sold over 7.5 studio albums and over a hundred million singles worldwide. He has over 15 billion views on YouTube. As of May 2020, he has ranked Billboard as the top 45 top artists in 2010 and the 24 top Latin artists or Latino artists in 2010 as well. Pitbull, uh, as far as everything else that he does, you know, he does brand ambassador. He has Sirius XM radio, uh, the Pitbull globalization. And as of May 2019, Pitbull has won 35 Billboard Latin Grammy Awards. Yeah. Fun fact about Mr. Worldwide, favorite song. Guess what song? Comment if you guessed it before you. I'm just kidding. September by Earth, Wind, and Fire is one of his best songs. You say it gets him to the groove. Another fun fact about him, he wanted to play basketball also when he was. So a lot of the times he goes to one of the schools where he used to go and uh, support the kids that, that you know, bring sports into the, those schools to make sure that they are able to have an outlet and, and something that they can do. And, uh Yeah. He has known to, uh, you know, get into politics a little bit. In 2010, people canceled a concert in Arizona to protest anti-immigration laws. And one time, another fun fact. So uh, people was at some kind of awards and John Travolta was there. And John Travolta asked him, you think I look good, bald, and with a beard? And uh, people was like, yeah, I think it would. So... John Travolta got inspiration from Pitbull to shave his hair. That Yeah, I remember that time John Travolta had his hair shaved out. Well, that's one of the reasons why, because they went into each other and we're like, uh, he asked them, like, what do you what do you think? And I'm like, Pitbull was like, what? I can't believe this man, John Travolta, is asking me about, you know, giving me advice of it. I'm like, yeah, I think it looked great. And yeah, he pulled it off. That's very interesting to me that 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 happened. And, uh, yeah, there you have it. So, Mr. Pitbull, worldwide now, uh, I believe he's more into doing motivation and things, but I think it makes a lot of sense that he's doing that for the same reason that he was being, all that stuff was being played in the background when he was growing up. And to have come from uh, Cuban parents that had to leave their country to being at a foster home to you know doing what he is yeah some people just got their will to to continue and keep keep doing that thing and maybe he doesn't really have the mentality now that he needed to be the pitbull pitbull like keep fighting stuff and he's open to different things i think it's a beautiful story that he is at the place that he is so there you have it this was another episode of the Global Latin Factor Podcast. Remember, we are just like you. We are the spice in this melting pot that it is the world. Until next time. Peace.